0: Welcome to Get Lit Live with me, your host, Krista Alicia. You might know me from social media or as an Elijah List author, but I was once a homeless, hopeless IV drug addict. Then I had a wild encounter with the fire of God's love that marked me and changed my life forever. He has completely healed me, restored me, revived me, and set me free. Now I'm on a mission to release that same revival fire over the nations to call a generation back to the Father's unbreakable embrace. I want to ignite a passion in the hearts of God's people to prepare for the coming of their Bridegroom King Jesus. It's time for the Bride of Christ to get set on fire with His love and go out with boldness to shine for His glory. Are you ready to get lit and be the light? If so, come burn with me. Hello, hello, Facebook, YouTube. So excited to have you guys on here today.
1: And... Yeah. I'm here with my friend, Rylan. Hi. And as you're hopping on here, just tell me who you are and where you're watching from. Please share this video with your friends. Hey, Kylie. Hey, Sylvia. Hey, Lisa. So excited to have you guys on here tonight. We have some really exciting news to tell you. Hey, Emily. Hey, Monica. Love you guys. Hey, Ann! Hey, Meredith.
2: Meredith.
1: Amy, (laughs) my girl, Danielle, Terry. Hallelujah, guys. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited to give you guys some updates about what is happening here in Oklahoma. It's so wild. Like, it's so wild. We are actually, uh, we're already in Oklahoma. Uh, we have been out here for the last week just praying and seeking the Lord, uh, plowing in the spirit, praying, uh, you know, hosting the presence here and just asking Jesus like what he's doing in Adair and in Tulsa. Uh, last night was pretty cool. We actually went to Rama Bible School or Bible Church. We went to their Wednesday or their Sunday night service. That was really amazing. They have like the most incredible book sort. Um it's big. it's big, it's a very <laughs> big church. Um I've never been there before, but we went there and uh we were really blessed by the service and you know it got prayer. We also Went to visit uh, the hospital where Katherine Coleman passed away. Yeah. Um, I am a huge just. I'm we're revivalists, so we love studying like old revival history and revivalists of old. And um, Catherine Coleman was an amazing woman of God. She operated in healing and signs and wonders and word of knowledge, like probably never seen before or since. And she was really good friends with Oral Roberts, who was from Oklahoma. He has a college here. And he was a tent revivalist. And I did not know this until we got out here and we started, you know, praying and just asking the Lord what was happening here. And um, people started giving me words about Catherine, about Catherine Coleman, and um, about a mantle that she dropped. Hey, Jillian. And hey, Jeff. And so we um, found out that Catherine actually passed away in a hospital in Tulsa that was only like 15 minutes away from Rama Bible College. And we went there and it was so wild. The hospital there is literally on the corner of Trenton Street, which is the city that I just moved to in Ohio. It's called Trenton and Rylan and his wife
0: moved there too. too. So
1: both of our families just moved to Trenton, Ohio. And 1111 is a number in my life that God always uses to like be a signpost for me. And that the hospital is literally on the corner of 11th street and Trenton, Trenton street. And I was like, what in the actual world? This is crazy. So we went there and we prayed. And it was really amazing. Um, And then we've just had an awesome time today, just soaking in the presence and uh, praying and asking, you know, making decrees over Oklahoma. And for God to just stir up the well, you know, what God did here all those years ago that he would do again. He is going to do it again. And he is telling us about oil wells that are being tapped like oil well revival oil wells of anointing here in Oklahoma that are going to be untapped by the intercession of the saints that we're actually breaking into. And, um, I feel his presence. Like I actually feel oil, like running down my head right now, like as I'm saying this guys, it is going to be absolutely Uh. wild. He said that, um, that, And oh my gosh, I'm sorry. I'm just like feeling the the annoying really strong. He said that what he is going to do here is going to be known as the Oklahoma outpouring. And I don't say this like with pride and I don't say this for hype because I don't believe in hype and I absolutely despise a prideful heart. I say this with all honor and humility um, because it's not about me. It's about King Jesus and it's about what he wants to do in our generation and not about a person other than him but he said that this was going to be known as the Oklahoma outpouring and that, um, whoa. Whew. And that lives were gonna be radically transformed through this. And he said, I asked him, I said, well, Lord, what are you gonna do? And could you just give me a little peek? And he said, eye has not seen, ear has not heard, and neither has it entered into the hearts of man what I'm about to do through you. And when he said yes. you, he was talking about our whole team. Yes. Jeff says, Yeah, I feel it. Uh, Deborah Clement says, Motels and Adair. Uh, Deborah, we actually like, there's not a whole lot out here. And so Tulsa. there's Tulsa. more hotels in Tulsa, there's a couple in Prior. There's tons of Airbnbs. And if you have a camper or an RV, there's actually lots of really beautiful campgrounds out here. Um, So, if you can make it, this is like (laughs) this is going to be—it's a miracle that God has pulled off everything that He's doing in such a short amount of time. Um, um, If some of you guys have been following, you know, our Nisi Nights or you know our Revival Crusades uh, event page that Rylan, the Lord gave Rylan the vision for. Um. We found out that just, we're
2: just, I want to clarify a yeah. lot of our business just coming to fruition.
1: Yeah.
2: God just woke me up one day and said, Hey, I want you to get a tent. And, and I'm telling you, we ain't even pitched our first tent before God supplied a, a bigger one.
1: Oh my gosh. So, gosh. so it
2: this is way bigger than anybody can possibly imagine, guys, if you want to see authentic revival, uh, When the provision of the Lord and when miracles, signs, and wonders happen up to the revival, imagine what God is going to do at the actual event. Uh, We've we've literally uh, been just pursuing this with all of our hearts. Uh, We came up here weeks early prior to just pray for this thing and to to just kind of discern the atmosphere up here. And uh, I just want to share this. You don't care, Kristen. Just pray for us. Pray for us, the warfare that we're already encountering. We know that Jesus is king, though, first. We're not not walking and operating in fear, but Jesus is Lord. But we need all the intercessors that we can possibly get because uh, we're stepping into something totally new that the Lord has not shown, just like uh, Chris uh, shared. and In Jeremiah 33, I will show you great and mighty things which you do not know. Uh, I just feel like we're stepping into some heavy stuff and we need prayers uh, from all of you guys, so.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Support. Thank you, Meredith, for praying for us. Yeah, guys, I'm telling you, if you look at what is happening in the world right now, like when we look at the condition of the world, we know that we are absolutely in the, the cusp moments of breakthrough and revival. No authentic sovereign move of God has happened um, outside. And look, look, because this is God's justice. Like if you look at world history, every time there has been a sovereign outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it was because the world was in some kind of socioeconomic turmoil. Like when we look at Katherine Kuhlman and uh, Oral Roberts and A.A. Allen, like those guys were ho- hosting tent crusades in the Dust Bowl during uh, the influenza pandem- pandemic pandemic um, of their time. Or I'm sorry, it was Amy Simple McPherson and Mariah woodworth Etter. They lived during, during a pandemic. And there were bans and there were shutdowns and there was war. World War II was going on. Guys, we are, if you you are not awake by now, I'm telling you, you're dead. Like it is time for the church to wake up. It's time not just for the church to wake up. It's time for the church to show up and to show out and to shine Jesus. Like it is our time to shine. When the when the darkest is when when the the night is the darkest, that's when the light shines the brightest. And guys, we're to be the the light of the world, and so it is our time to shine right now. Yes. Um,
2: the guy, I want to share this real quick. The guy actually who is building our new tent actually built tents for these very same people that she's talking about. Uh, I I got connected through a, a liquidator. With this guy and this guy is like an old school evangelist that builds tents, built tents for all these guys like that she's H. talking about. And- it's such an honor. It's such an honor. I know. And, and this is this is the season for the divine nobodies, the uh the the people uh with a faceless and nameless generation. It's the bride that that remember how Jesus said in Song of Silence, he said, He said, Don't arise her until she is ready to awake. And, and the Lord is saying that now is the time to awake and in a nameless and faceless generation I, I asked the Lord I said I said give me a scripture on this <clears throat> and it's funny I just want to share this testimony and he gave me song of Solomon 8 where it says, who is this coming up out of the wilderness leaning on her beloved like who is this it, it's this generation is going to be na- uh, nameless and faceless. God knows your name, but it's going to be people that uh, that nobody's ever heard of that are going to come out of the wilderness and people are going to be like, who is this? Yes. And Krista actually did this unintentionally, right? She sends me a, a message of a picture uh, of a scripture in 2 Corinthians chapter 6, where it says it talks about the unknown becoming known. And she wrote Niecy Nights on it, and she wrote my birthday. But the funny thing is, it wasn't even my birthday. My <laughs> birthday is eight seven. At, and she sent it on eight six on an accident. Yeah. But you you know you know in the kingdom there is no accidents. That was not a coincidence. The Lord is getting ready to do some great things. Oh, I'm just so excited, so excited.
1: Yeah, Margie and she said, "All hands on deck. We need no yes. recognition. Hallelujah. Look, so, guys, you don't need right, sure. look. I don't need recognition. I. You know, I know. Actually, the last I. I will tell you the truth, and Rylan can attest to this. I know that I have tons of people that follow me and recognize me, but I don't want to be seen. I went to Rhema Bible Church last night and was not recognized by one person, <laughs> and I went to leave the yeah. building, and I told Ry I was like, oh my gosh, that was so refreshing that I could just come and worship and like, you know, not be called out by anybody. It's because I know that I'm recognized by my Father God. You know, and here's the thing, you know, all of you guys are revivalists. If you follow me, I'm sorry, you have to be (laughs) a revivalist. You aren't somebody who's just sitting on the edge, you know, or, you know, sitting in the back row, not doing anything. You have to be somebody where you are absolutely addicted to the presence of God. You want more (laughs) of him. You want to know him more. You are desperate for him to break through your circumstances. Um, You want to love him more. Go deeper in knowing who he is. Like, that's who I know my followers are. You know, and not only that, but I know my followers are, are world changers. You yes. guys are world changers yes. and you have an important part to play mm-hmm. in this revival and in this move of God. You know, nobody, uh, no person of any like recognition can do anything that they're called um, to do without you guys. OK, you, actually, if you want to know the truth for for people like Rye and I, who uh, we're literally just called to preach. We're called to be big mouths. That's all I got, guys. I got the anointing to have a big old mouth. and But I need other people to come alongside of me to help me do all the stuff that they're called to do that I'm not called to do. And so we would love to. We need volunteers. We're going to have people being baptized. We're going to have three baptismals here. Um, we're going to have wild worship out here. We are just looking for the presence of God. We want to host the presence of God. This, um, this
2: is my intercessor buddy, Michael. He's been praying for Niecy Nights since the beginning. So I, I just want to acknowledge you, brother. I love you, man. He's actually coming to the tent revival.
1: Yay! So we're hey, excited Michael, about you, I can't
2: you, wait to Michael. meet
1: you. I don't know him yet
2: no okay
1: i can't wait to meet you guys and hey all of you on here who you do pray for me my intercessors or Ryland's intercessors we love you um thank you so much we need your prayers um we're all in this together afghanistan needs our prayers right now oh dude anthony
2: you're coming out
1: brother anthony
2: yeah that's my that's my buddy
1: Emily, Praise God, yay! Yes! Emily Walsh says, I dance and flag Emily. That is going to be a huge marker of, um, of this move of God too is joy yes. and deliverance from mental illness. The Lord has told us that. And, um, we need, I mean, if you flag, if you dance, um, you know, to Jesus for Jesus, um, totally come out flags, open up, the atmosphere for the angelic to come. If you uh, do any research on the Jews, like you actually discover that they danced at every single feast and festival. The priests danced and it opened up heaven. It totally opened up heaven. And that's what we want to do. We want to create an open heaven. And we just want to, uh, yeah, weapons are, or flags are weapons of warfare. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. I just said that this morning. I just said that this morning (laughs) because I flag. And Nisi, it's Jehovah, or Jehovah Nisi. His banner over us is love. Yeah. Nisi is the banner. We're under the banner of the Lord. Yes. And so, yeah, so that's what um, we're doing. So we found out something really crazy, okay? Um, and if my if my friend Jeff Thorpe is on here, he's, I don't know if I should really call him out for everything that he is. <laughs> but he's amazing. Thank and... Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for Jeff. And I was actually, um, I was on an Elijah streams and uh, was minute like, ended up getting this word. The Lord initiated it through him. Um, and then he added to it as I was praying into it later. And he said that it wasn't just for Jeff. It was for um, our generation. And uh, it was, some of you guys might've seen it. it. It ended up you know, getting like five thousand shares. It was a really popular post that I put up, but it was on July twenty third, uh, twenty one, at seven in the morning. And it, I, I heard the Lord say that the freaks on a leash, after Korn's nineteen ninety five popular song, were going to have life changing encounters with Jesus and become Jesus freaks who lead. Uh, the Lord said. Get ready for the freaks, the goths, the punks, the thugs, the ravers, the juggalos, and all the people that the old church system cast to the side as fringe culture. I'm about to do a mighty work among these generation Xers and millennials who were made to fight and reform the corrupt systems of this world, but rejection and misunderstanding instead push them away from my heart and original intent and purpose for their lives. Was it not the fringe of my garment that was touched and released virtue to heal the woman with the issue of blood? For in this day, says the Lord, I am releasing healing virtue over the outcasts, the brokenhearted, the underdogs, the addicted, neglected, abused, and all the countercultures. These very ones will be used as my end time reformers, apostles, prophets future governmental leaders and teachers. Yes, the most offensive vessels I will use to expose pride and self-righteousness in my church. The anointing on these fringe people will be absolutely undeniable and will put every religious spirit to shame. In the days ahead, my church will learn to look at the hearts of men as I do and not on the outward appearance. For you will see well-known and respectable men in three-piece suits exposed for their wickedness. And you will see despised prophets like John the Baptist with dreadlocks, tattoos, and piercings operate in the spirit (laughs) and the power of Elijah with such purity and Holy Spirit power that men and women of good reputation will fall on their knees as they hear their preaching and cry out, what shall I do to be saved? This is my warning to the remnant in this hour. Beware the yeast of the Pharisees that in their pride and humanistic knowledge of Torah assumed that I would come as they wanted me to and not in the lowly and humble form I chose. And so they murdered and rejected the very one who came to save them. My voice has gone out and I'm calling my misunderstood one's home. Prepare your hearts to receive the new Jesus freaks. Blessed is the one who is not offended by me. Shoo! So, wow. Guys, will you please do me a favor? Will you please share this video? Because we are trying to get the news out to as many people as we possibly can. Because we're just two people. I do not have a huge staff. I do not have tech support. I don't, like, I have one girl who's named Emily, who is absolutely amazing. She, she's the one who helped me build my website and all this, but she's just one person. And, um, so I don't have a whole lot of help. I can't afford to pay for advertising and I'm not going to boost my posts on Facebook because they're kind of crooked. So, um, but I, I rely on you guys to help me get the word out Would you please share this video? Would you please tag somebody that you know is an evangelist or somebody that you know um, has a heart for people who are lost, specifically for people in counterculture? (laughs) This is so wild. So guys, the Lord gave me this word in July. We get here to Adair and we find out that literally, the week after our revival here, which is uh, August 26 to the 29th, the weekend after is one of the largest alternative rock concert events in the nation, five miles away from where we're having our revival. And yes. it's called Rock, LaHoma. You cannot make this stuff up, guys. The weekend after, and look, God already has told us that our meetings are gonna go over. Yeah. He's already told us our meetings are gonna go over. So if you guys don't know what Rocklahoma is, I had never heard of it. But literally they're having guys like Rob Zombie, Let This Get, Slipknot, some of like the most tormented, um, dark, disturbing artists um from around the globe are literally converging hey dc, hey, DC. <laughs> priscilla <laughs> um, right. priscilla i love that because she was priscilla and Aquila. Aquila, yeah <laughs> priscilla <laughs> was an apostle and i it's funny i my mom g- gave me a word about priscilla years ago um but hey we love you thank you so much um but we actually so yeah, so all these bands are converging on Adair the weekends after our event here within five miles of where we're going to be. And so we are literally praying that God is going to pour out his spirit like he has never poured out in this area ever. That there is going to be a residual anointing and the manifest presence of God hovering. I
2: said it. It looks like
1: Holy Ghost 3, the movie. The Holy Ghost. Oh, that's a good idea. We were talking about that. Yeah. You remember? We need a camera proof. Yeah. So, but we are asking people, if you have a heart for evangelism, if you want to come out and you want to learn how to do power evangelism, we want you to come. We're going to teach you how to do it. We're going to equip you um, in how to hear the Holy Spirit how to lay, lay hands on the sick. We're going to team you up with somebody who is already experienced. And I think that we need to go to Rocklahoma. I think that Come we, on. I think that we need to go. I think that we need to just go in there, get a big billboard that says, you know, free spiritual readings, free prophecy and healing prayer, you know, and um, just start praying for people, dude.
2: How many people know that's biblical, by the way, in case people get all religious on that? Uh, Paul said, I became like the Jew, right, so that I might win the more. I became like I was weak so that I might win the more. And uh, that, that's very biblical, just in case you, that kind of threw you off the free spiritual readings thing. Because I know religion can can start to sow seeds of doubt and fear in your mind, but that's actually biblical. We, we do whatever it takes to win the man to Christ. Right.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Paul said, "I became all things to all men."
2: Yeah. All things.
1: All things. And so, you know, if they if they don't understand, you know, Christianese or like Christian lingo, then we need to use an, a language that they understand, unless we're praying in tongues and it's a sign. Yeah. So, and then in which case they can understand it actually, and you know, I'm really like, guys, look. Yes, it, it does. I saw somebody say, too bad Oklahoma lets these profane artisans. Yeah, that kind of sucks. But the tricks on them, if I'm here, if I'm here in Oklahoma the same week that they're here and my brother Rylan is here and we have thousands of evangelists converge on Adair, literally, and the presence of the Holy Spirit. Dude, I'm telling you, it is like a Holy Ghost setup. Do you guys get this? It is a Holy Spirit setup because it's not God's will that any should perish, but that all should have everlasting life. Yes. And, guys, I'm going to tell you, I was a freak on a leash. I was held in bondage and in sin. I was drug addicted. I wore the chains. I had black makeup. I hated myself and I hated people. I had a murderous spirit because I hated being alive. Okay. And Jesus Christ came in in my darkest hour and his love broke up and opened the way and he set me free and he broke my chains away and now he's calling us that he's done this for on a rescue mission back into those dark places to call out his lost sons and daughters you know we were uh we were worshiping oh gosh I'm like I'm just so passionate Like I want the church to understand, like the greatest gifts that God gives to man are brothers and sisters. They're family, they're people. It's not your prosperity, it's people. And if we just knew that, that there are thousands of our lost brothers and sisters that are held as prisoners of war, and we, we aren't afraid to go protest the vaccine, but we're too afraid to share the gospel with people who are dying. Guys. We, are, we exist in a kingdom that is not of this world. We belong to another kingdom. And yes, protest the vaccines if that's what you feel God is calling you to do. But if you protest vaccines, also preach the gospel. This
2: like, kingdom is unshakable. Yes.
1: Yes. Guys. The Bible is really clear. Calamity is going to come. There are going to be wars and rumors of wars. There's going to be signs in the heavens. There's going to be shakings and and great destruction and earthquakes. Jesus said this. He said that all of these things would happen before he returns. And guys, we have this incredible responsibility to share who he is with a lost and a dying world because they have nothing to cling to. Do you understand? They have no life preserver if they don't have Jesus. And guys, it is imminent and it is important that we do this, that we share Jesus Christ and what he did for us to these people. They are so, look, I'm telling you guys, I was so desperate for love. That's what I was looking for. I was desperate for hope. The only reason that I lived that lifestyle was because I was angry and I was hopeless and I was trying to escape my painful reality that I couldn't run from. So I did drugs to es- try to escape, try to numb the pain, right? And Ryland can attest to this too. That's the only reason. those The fringe people are not as scary as you think they are.
2: Fact, fact, uh, says that they've been bestowed upon greater honor. And the people, to people, it says the people that are considered less honorable have been bestowed upon greater honor. And, and, and these are the people that God is going to use in the last days. People that have experience. You can preach to me all day long. But if you don't preach from a place of experience... a place of anointing the the, there's no power to shatter the yoke yeah and and look we want to break people out of all of their religious mess all of their addictions all of their problems everything is found in jesus it says that the gospel is veiled it is veiled to the people around you And, and 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 most people think that they have to have like this greatest revelation i was talking with the lord this morning we have to have this like most profound revelation, the most profound prophecy, although that God does give us these things. But the thing is, like a lot of people are so bound that they, they're not going to understand those things. So you have to preach the gospel, which is the good news that we're going to live forever and we're never going to die. And that God has the power to set them free from their chains. And, and, and this is the thing. We got to enter into his rest. We got to enter into his rest. The Lord told me that the people in Oklahoma are, are in spiritual unrest and they are bound by by religious devils that have have just crippled the church here. And, 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 it, and it's our job to come together. You guys too, whoever comes to this event, be praying against religious spirits specifically. And I don't need to go into depth. There's much more. But but for this region, like I went into this vision where where I was I was with a. Uh, I think I was with Krista uh, and my crew, and and I we started going over over to these FEMA camps that were filled with all these people from the church, <laughs> from the church. The church is here, uh, and and there's a lot of divination here. But but DC Knights, what it stands for is that that it's not a ministry title or anything. And I'm telling you, dude, we've laid ministry titles down. To come underneath the banner of God. The, the banner over us is love. Jehovah Nisi in Exodus 17 was where they defeated the Amalekites. And it says that Moses lifted up the rod. And when he did, he would gain victory over them. But see, Moses even got tired. And his fam- and, and his brothers came up underneath him and lifted that, that rod back up so that they can get victory. And it says that Moses built an altar there. And he called it Jehovah Nisi. The banner over us is love, according to Song of Solomon's chapter two, verse four. But here's the thing: the Lord showed me. He said, Take a flag. Okay, take the American flag. And he says, Now, now I'm gonna show you all the creation. They're just a bunch of little ribbons. And I, this is funny. He said, He said, Ryland, you're just a little ribbon. And I was like, Lord. And, and it humbled me in that moment. But when when all a bunch of little ribbons come together and they are knitted into the fabric of the church and into the fabric of the family of God, they form a banner and it's unity. It's unity of the church. So. So, yes,
1: Diana, you said I live in Oklahoma. Are you insulting an entire state? No, Diana, we're not insulting your state. We love Oklahoma and we bless you. And I just pray that you are not offended um, by what we said. Look, all of the United States and most of the world right now is bound in a spirit of religion. Yes. And religion is anything that we do that we think pleases God outside of intimacy with Him, it's getting stuck in a rut. And it's allowing religious performance or religious duties to take place of intimacy. And so uh, we are not insulting all of Oklahoma. We're just stating what God showed us about the region that we're in and about what he wants to break off the church. You might not be a part of that. Um, There's certainly we. No, plenty of spirit filled believers here in Oklahoma. We have yes, came and we've, we've connected with them. Yeah. They're on fire. They absolutely are not bound in a spirit of religion. And so we just I just wanted to make sure that you knew that and that that was clear.
2: Yeah, and um, I, rep- I repent for any way that I've made that uh, seem uh, as if it was an attack. In all actuality, I, I'm all for the unity of the church. I'm yeah. all for the unity of the body. And and if it makes anyone feel better, where we're where from is crippled with with some of the same things that I'm talking about. And our hearts and the zeal that we have is to bring to bring unity into the places we go. Right. So yeah, forgive me. I ask you to forgive me if, if I caused any offense.
1: Yeah, and just for the record, Jesus. when Jesus speaks to us about what is uh, holding a region. He's not, he's obviously excluding, you know, those who obviously are not in bondage to that thing. And you can be a believer and you can absolutely be totally in love with Jesus and be a righteous person and still be stuck in a rut and still not be totally free. I know because I was one of those people for a long time and Jesus had to literally break me out of a religious system that was causing death and oppression in my life. And um, that's why if you listened to my testimony at all, or you've seen one of my shirts, my most popular shirt is wild love wrecked my religion. And it was because the Lord came and he did. I had a wild encounter with his love. I had been saved for years, But I was stuck in this rut at this church that I was in serving beyond my capacity to serve, not knowing how to be intimate with the Holy Spirit, not allowing myself time to be refreshed in his presence, working from a place of striving and not of resting in his love to receive his love in his affirmation, although I already had been received and was already affirmed by him and still felt like I had to perform in order to please God. That is religion. God broke me out of that and showed me that it is only by faith and by grace that we are saved. At least no man can boast and that we we get to operate from that place of rest where we rely in God's love already for us. We rely on his, um, yeah, on his love and on his acceptance and on the free gift of grace through his son, Jesus Christ. And we work from love. We serve from love, not for love, not for affirmation. That was a huge thing that got broke off of my life. And so I know because everywhere we go, we find Christians who authentically love Jesus who authentically uh, desire to know him more. And because they have not come into the revelation of the free gift of grace, they feel like they have to perform in order to please God. We find it everywhere we go. Yeah. And um, that is something that the Lord wants to deliver his church from.
2: Yeah, come on. You know, if any one of us are ever in bondage, listen, there's no shame. There's no There's no condemnation to those that are in Christ Jesus. Who walk according to the Spirit. And I just want to say that, that if anybody's in bondage, uh, wouldn't we wanna have the heart to go and 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 set the set the captives free? That's not that's our heart. It's exactly. just to set the captives free. And it doesn't matter where we go, there's always somebody that needs uh the the uh, the fellowship with Jesus Christ. And, and that's what that's what all creation is groaning for. It's groaning for manifestation of the sons of God to declare the works of Jesus Christ and his goodness. And, and if, if you see anybody in bondage, and, and if our hearts are not crying out for that, come on, we got to take a look inwardly and, and figure out like what's going on inwardly with myself and why is my heart not yearning for the salvation in the harvest of Jesus Christ? We, we
1: all should want that, so. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so, and guys, Oklahoma isn't bad because they have a three-day rock concert here. Yeah. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah. Like, Oklahoma is not, the people in Oklahoma are not bad because they have a rock concert. Like, even good people go to hell, okay? I I want to throw that oh. out there. Even good people go to hell. preach that far. It's, it's about <laughs> knowing Jesus. That is it. That is levels the playing field and so we've been out here and we've met a lot of really really nice people we've met a lot of amazing Christians um And people that believe in Jesus and love the Lord and have a heart to serve. And they've actually been from all sorts of different denominations, which is really amazing.
2: And they're crying out for exactly the things we're talking about.
1: Exactly. All of them across the board. They all want Jesus to show up. And so this isn't even about denominationalism. This is about the cross. And it's amazing because the place that we're having it at, it's called Cross on the Prairie. It has a 100 and... Ten foot, uh, you know, metal cross in the center
2: that is shaped like a a knight's round table.
1: Yes, it's. We didn't know that before. This was
2: not uh, this was not uh, any man's agenda either. I just want to share that with you. Like when you come to cross on the prayer, you're going to see the manifestation of God's glory just in what your surroundings are. I mean, literally, uh, we have knights. There's like a knight with a, a suit of armor on the property. This is after this property was found after we named the the, the tent ministry Nisi Knights. There is actually uh, a, a big cross in the center, and there's a bunch of benches that surrounding this like circular meadow that looks like a round table. <laughs> yeah, and, and you can't even make this up. You can't make this stuff up. Uh, there's so much that has gone into this, down to like. Us having open visions about this land here before even coming here.
1: Yeah.
2: It's just, it, it, it's all God.
1: It literally, like, as soon as I stepped on the property, I, the, the Holy Spirit started reminding me of almost every major prophetic encounter that I've had for my life personally all on this property guys like i literally feel like i was born for this moment yes. like in time and that um that everything in my life has been leading up to this and so guys look be here <laughs> that's all i can say like be here if you can make it god always meets us at risk and at sacrifice when we are hungry when we're desperate he shows up and he satisfies Yes, and, um, Jesus. Michael, yeah, we're still in a And, um, so we have one, a few more weeks. We really feel like the meetings are going to go over. Yeah. I feel like God wants me to talk just a minute about fear and overcoming fear. Yeah. So first of all, like, especially when it comes to sharing the gospel, there are, there are two things that get in the way of boldness. And that is one not understanding that you're loved. Perfect love casts out all fear. And so if you're struggling with fear or with intimidation, just introducing people to Jesus, then it is because you don't, you haven't come into a realization of how loved you are by God.
2: That's good.
1: For myself personally, um, This means that because I I need to be reassured, you know, I will sit in the presence of God for an hour. I'll worship. I'll ask him to to tell me how much he loves me and I'll just let him love on me and I'll love on him. And then when I get to that place where I'm experiencing his love, I'll go out and that's when I'll just, you know, because when you're love drunk, you don't care who thinks what of you. Right. And it emboldens you. Perfect love casts out fear. The other thing is allowing your feelings to rule you. When you are a slave to your emotions, because nowhere in the Bible does it say to bow to fear. It actually says be bold and very courageous. When you know that you're loved, then it doesn't matter who rejects you. It doesn't matter who thinks that you're crazy because you know that you're you're sane. You know that you're sane if you have Jesus because you know he's the truth. So what does it matter who thinks that you're weird? We're supposed to be weird. The Bible says we're a peculiar people. Uh, People, that's what the Bible says. (laughs) Like, we're we're strange, you know, and that's okay. We're a peculiar treasure unto the Lord. Okay? Yes. So knowing that you're loved, but also realizing that every single one of us encounter fear or intimidation before we step out. The key to overcoming it is you face it and you walk through it. You're going to experience it, but you walk through it. My suggestion, look, Jesus of Nazareth was anointed with the Holy Spirit and power. And he went about doing good and destroying the works of darkness. That's what the Bible says. Okay, it's an Acts. I can't remember what chapter I think it's 10. It's in there. I think it's chapter 10. And, um, but it says that he was, he was anointed with the Holy spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and destroying the works of darkness. So guys, if you want to share Jesus, you pray to, for the Holy spirit to fill you up. You, you get filled up with the spirit of love, with the spirit of adoption, with the spirit of power. And then you ask him throughout the day, how can I do good and destroy the works of darkness? Some days doing good looks like tipping your really bad waitress double your bill. And then writing on the ticket, Jesus really loves you because grace is free. And if she knows that she sucked, she's going to know that that was a grace gift and that it was only by Jesus. And she's going to see his love. Some days it's seeing somebody that is on crutches and, you know, a bandage on their ankle and going up and saying, hey, I see that you're in pain. Do you care if I pray for you? You know, guys, most people that are in pain will never turn away you praying for them. And oftentimes they're not expecting to get healed. So if you just say, let me pray for you, and they say yes, and then you say, in Jesus' name, I command that ankle to be healed. Worst case scenario, they feel encouraged, and they feel like somebody cared about them enough, you know, to do something when they were in pain. Best case scenario, they get saved, you introduce Jesus to them, and they give their life to Jesus. Yeah, that's simple. Simple. It's really that simple.
2: So, so about what she's saying, like for me, uh, you know, when I first started doing like street evangelism stuff like what like she's talking about, uh, I had to understand what were my thoughts, what were the Lord's thoughts and what was the enemy's thoughts. And I heard I had to learn how to despite of, of my feelings, and how I was feeling, because the enemy, when he puts thoughts, in our mind, uh, it's usually vain imaginations or fear. And, and those are the things that are actually uh, a scientist to, to stop you on your road to destiny and, and stop you in your ministry and all those things. So so you have to, the, if you don't have the word of God inside of you, listen to me, that will affirm who it is that you are and, and how God sees you. That's what she was talking about God's love. You have to understand that you're loved by God and that you're free to make mistakes because the enemy will even use your fear of you making a mistake or getting it wrong. Listen to me, the Bible says that we know in part, see in part, hear in part. But what when that which is perfect has come? What is perfect? Perfect love casts out fear. Perfect love casts out fear. The 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 Bible also says, lead the elementary Principles and doctrines of Christ, and come on into perfection. Yes. What is perfection? Oh, dude, love is the answer. That's why when he talked about the spiritual gifts, he's like, I, I, "I show you a better way." Why did he say, "I show you a better way"? Because if you're operating in spiritual gifting outside of love, you're you're just you're operating in the curse. And I, I, I'm just gonna bring it raw, Chris. Is that okay? Do yeah. it. When you're operating in spiritual giftings outside of love, you're operating from a cursed mindset because it, it, it's love that protects you and it's love that edifies. See knowledge puffs up but love edifies. in and, and in all actuality when you minister from a spiritual gifting, you're actually you're actually uh, uh, tearing down more than you're edifying because love edifies. And that's what, what's happened with the body of Christ as, as a whole. And I, I was guilty of this, uh, you know, until the innocence of the Lord. You know, God brings innocence and mercy. and But he had to show me mercy in that area because I I I, I was gifted. I'm gifted in the spiritual gifts. I always have been just from an early age. But I had to learn that spiritual gifting isn't everything. But love is. Love is everything. Right. And when you start to operate from that place... Fear and all those vain imaginations, they fall by the wayside and you begin to operate in the actual authentic anointing that God's called you to. So I just wanted to share that real quick.
1: Hey, Jackie Lynn. Yeah. Gifts (laughs) are without repentance. That means that God gives gifts and he doesn't change his mind about it. Yeah. And that's why, you know, we have a lot of people operating in New Age witchcraft and they're operating in it because God gave them spiritual gifts. That the church neglected to steward well if those people were ever introduced to church. And so they are, we have a supernatural generation that has not been discipled in who Jesus is as true love. And guys, the other thing that you need to understand is that when it comes to sharing Jesus, even if you do have initial fear or nervousness or whatever it is, once you move, move past it, a great way to move past it is understanding that you're not alone. Jesus is with you. The Holy Spirit is with you. You are just the gateway to let him out and introduce him to the person in front of you. He is love. The conduit is love. So we love him and we want to let him out. We want to introduce him. You know, the person who is love to the person who is in front of us. And, um, you know, Jesus said, you know, I'm going to send another one, the comforter, and he will go with you and he will be with you even until the end of the age. And um, he he will work with you to confirm that the word that you speak is from me. And so when you guys go out, I feel the Holy Spirit so strong right now when you share Jesus with people. It is the Holy Spirit's job to confirm that Jesus is who you say he is to you. Okay. That is the Holy Spirit's job. It's not your job. So all you have to do is share and the Holy Spirit will show off. Okay. You share. Holy Spirit shows off.
2: What causes the spirit of religion? I'd like to answer that if I could.
1: Sure. Just I think get, we should pray and prophesy over some people too. And yeah. release the baptism of the whole, like the of, of love. Yeah. I feel. So
2: one thing I just share briefly because I feel like we should go right into ministry. But one thing that causes the spirit of religion is lack of love. <laughs> yeah. Real simple. Without love, it keeps see if you notice religion always keeps you in this this, uh, complacent state. I'm telling you, I was like, am I ever going to get out of this church view? Or am I ever going to be used by God the way my heart desires to be? And, and and it was religion and it gripped me and I felt complacent and I felt stagnant. See, it was because I didn't understand love. I didn't understand that God loved me and I didn't need man's permission to go outside the church walls. Right. And, and if I would have stayed inside the church walls, I would have never. I never would have never started to walk in destiny, and that's what religion does. It's it, it keeps you bound to to where you're at, and, and there's no more there's no more elevation. And God desires to elevate. you. He does. He desires to elevate His body, His bride. He calls you His equal.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What Jackie said was so good. She said, "What you lack in intimacy, you make up for with religion." Yeah. And religion, to me, religion is is doing the works without intimacy like if i'm going and i'm serving at a church like doing anything in service at a church but i don't have intimate time with jesus every day in prayer then i'm operating in religion because and but here's the thing it's not that like you you know say you serve at a church but maybe one day you skipped your time with jesus or you didn't acknowledge his presence throughout the day that doesn't make you religious because that one day what, what is the spirit of religion is thinking that your service is what qualifies you for salvation. Do you get what I'm saying? So it's, I don't feel worthy of God's love. I don't feel worthy to be in his presence. So I'm not going to go straight to God in intimacy with him. Instead, I'm going to do all these religious activities or these spiritual activities to show him that I love him and that I, I might be worthy of going to heaven to be with him, but I don't have an intimate relationship with him. Like when for example, with my husband and I, okay, like I, I don't want my husband to just go to work every day and then pay bills and then come home and work on our house. I want to have conversations with my husband. I want him to know me and I want to know him. I want to, you know, spend time with him. I want to watch movies with him. I want to enjoy his presence. I want to laugh with him. You know, I I want to engage with him. Um, I don't just want him to do things for me. One surefire way to know that you're operating in a spirit of religion is if you are doing things to get God's approval. Because you don't feel worthy to go straight to him. And that is what God wants to break off of people. Isaiah
2: 28, go to Isaiah 28, just just for a Bible study. It talks about religion being the covenant of death. And it says that the law is the law of of death and decay. And God came to give you life. Isaiah 28, Hebrews 3, uh, chapter 3 and 4, for, for anybody who wants a Bible study.
1: You see that a man is justified by works and not by faith alone. Actually, we are justified by faith through grace. With works. (laughs) But our works, meaning that, and actually, if you want to know what he was actually talking about there, it's talking about laying hands on the sick and operating in the power of the Holy Spirit. Um,
2: It's actually considered dead. Romans calls calls works dead.
1: Yeah. So, but yeah, but faith works by love. So you can't even like, you can't even truly do the works of ministry without knowing that you're loved without it being religious. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like it, it all goes right back around to like, you are loved by God. You are holy. You are chosen people. You are accepted by him. You are accepted into the beloved. Yes. That's what we're called. And that our faith works by love, meaning we trust God and who he says he is. And we operate in his power through his by his spirit because we know that we're loved. And that's how in faith works by love. And they will know us by our works yeah. because we love. Right. It's so good. Love is not just the key. Just like uh, Dayon said, it is the main ingredient. Love is the main thing. It is the main thing. And what we are in right now is an in-time love revolution. We are in a love revival, a love fest. Like this is all about love, 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 love. All you need is love. Jesus is love right? And it's real love. It's not perverted love. It's not twisted love. It's not love is love. It's God is love. Hallelujah. And he knows what actual real love is. And it's not associated with your gender. It's not associated with what, uh, you know, what kind of person that you're attracted to. He is love and that's it. That settles it. Amen. Amen. It's yeah. So he is love and there, there, the, the world needs to hear this they need to hear this and they need to be introduced to him experientially and you are the one you are the, the temple of the Holy Spirit he lives in you. all you look your mouth is a door it has a hinge and everything. all you have to do is let him out
2: <laughs> and yes.
1: that's it it's all a you gate. yeah it's a gate your mouth is a gate. Open up you gates swing wide you a- ancient doors of destiny. Like, let the King of glory come through you. Hallelujah. All you have to do is open up your mouth. That's it. That's it. And the Holy Spirit will reveal to you who is ready to receive love and and get to know him and who isn't. But, guys, I'm telling you right now, the harvest is ripe because people are hopeless. They don't have anywhere else to turn. People are scared. They're scared. The suicide rate has gone up exponentially. People are terrified of what is happening in our world and they have no one to turn to. And the Bible is really clear. It says, How will they know if there's not one there to preach? And how can they accept if they don't hear the word? We're going to be held accountable, guys. You are going to be held accountable. Too much has been given, much is required. And I know that Christians, we don't like to hear that, especially here in the Midwest. We don't like to hear anything that makes us uncomfortable or challenges us. But guys, the gospel is uncomfortable and it's challenging. And sometimes we have to take a look at ourselves. And look, selfishness is a sin. Self-centered fear is sin. We have to get ourselves out of the way and we have to allow Jesus to move through us and to use us. And we can't preach a cushy sugar-coated gospel anymore, not when thousands of people are going to hell. Literally. Like, we have got to be honest. We have to be raw. And this is the only, that like, we have to be like this. Guys, I don't know if you have looked at what's happening in, in Afghanistan right now, but literally, the Taliban has taken over Afghanistan. Afghanistan has the largest growing underground church in the world right now. They are severely persecuted. They are literally taking Christian pastors and they are crucifying them in front of their parents right now, like in their congregations. Like if you, um, I'm actually gonna suggest you guys, if you don't know who he is, go find Robbie Dawkins. he has been ministering to uh, the underground church in Afghanistan um, ever since 9-11 happened years ago. Um, I, I'm, I support his ministry. I love what he does. And um, I've seen pictures of what they're doing to Christians there right now. The, the Church of the United States does not know what persecution is we have got so many crutches we lean on so many other things that i don't even know if we really know what true authentic christianity is okay and but guys you want to look at our government and what they're trying to you know enforce on us we better wake up we better wake up real quick because they're trying to take our freedoms and pretty soon it's going to be pastors in our country that are drug out into the street and crucified in front of their congregations because they tried to open church on Sunday. Do you hear me in the United States of America? This is the world that we're living in and it's because we've had a church that's been asleep and been comfortable and has been willing to to give uh, anybody in power whatever they wanted so that we could placate our flesh. And now it's time that we rise up and we wake Because if we don't do something and we don't move forward and we don't preach this glorious gospel of Jesus Christ, our children are going to have to pay the consequences of a war that we decided not to fight in the spirit. And the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but they're mighty to the pulling down of strongholds. If you want to infiltrate government, then you infiltrate grassroots movements. You infiltrate the, the suburbs and the people around. You change ideologies by introducing people to Jesus and and, give, and allowing them to have an opportunity to have a renewed heart because the issue that we have in our country is a heart issue. There are cold, stony, dead hearts that don't know Jesus. And that's why millions of babies are aborted every year. That's why there's tunnels underneath government facilities that traffic children. And sex trade. Yeah, I'm saying it. It's a heart issue in our country. And it's because there's been a lack of preaching of the gospel outside the four walls of a church. And that's why God brought judgment on the church of the United States of America. And he shut down our churches because he was sick of our walls and our barriers and our divisions and our self-righteousness and our comfort. That's why only God can shut down his house. And he shut down his house.
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know that. Shut. Know
1: that only God can shut his uh, shut his house down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So guys, so, we gotta do this. We gotta be this. We have to be the righteousness yeah, God. of God in Christ Jesus. Amen.
2: Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on. Hallelujah, Jesus. We give you glory, God. Yes, Lord. God, we give you glory right now, Father. God, we thank you for fire all over the broadcast, God. Yes. Every single body, every single person watching right now, receive the fire of God right now. Yes, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, God, let your preaching go forth with power. Paul said in 1 Corinthians, he says, when I come, I'll know you by power, Father. I thank you for a powerful church. Yes, Lord. God, I thank you for a powerful church, God. Not, not one that sugarcoats the gospel, but people of power and authority, yes. Father god jesus father just grip the hearts of the people of god right now we lift uh, afghanistan up yes. to you right now father yes. we just say that the, the power of god unto salvation will be preached in afghanistan father and i thank you lord that that the lord is a god of war and yes. he is there in afghanistan with robbie dawkins and all those uh innocent family father that that are being tormented Father for your kingdom God I just say that you would come forth upon them with even greater power Lord right now in the name of Jesus we declare over uh, Afghanistan more power and more authority God in the name of Jesus Lord we thank you for that right now Father God we partner with 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 churches and and, and members in the body of Christ all across America right now and we say we will not be silent anymore we will not sit down and be complacent anymore father god but we will walk in power and authority father because life and death is in the tongue life and death is in the tongue where two or three are gathered you are there in the midst. one can put a thousand but two can put ten thousand to flight father i partner with my sister here and everybody on this broadcast and we command the devil to get lost in afghanistan right yes. now in the name of yes. jesus we we thank you for the sword of the Lord, the sword of the Lord. We thank you for the sword of the Lord over Afghanistan right now to sever the head of the enemy right now in the name of Jesus. God, forget about me. Forget about me, Father. We just we just plead for the innocent bloodshed in Afghanistan right now, Father. It's crying out for justice. It's crying out for justice and justice. It needs to be answered, God, and you are a God of justice, Lord. You are show. You are a God of justice. You are a God of violence. I thank you for show. I thank you for shalom, shalom, peace right now to be, to be brought forth to that country, God, which is violent in nature and it destroys chaos, God. God.
1: Lord, you remember 9-11. You remember that fateful day when the Twin Towers fell. And Jesus, that was the day that you sent evangelists like Robbie Dawkins into the Afghan church to begin to launch an underground church movement and father i just pray right now not only the blood of the innocents in afghanistan but for the blood of the innocent that was spilled on american soil in 9 11. god that the answer to that that the justice for that would be a mighty wave of revival to sweep both the u.s and afghanistan The likes of which our our world has never seen, God. We pray for an outpouring in Afghanistan, God, that righteousness and justice would arise out of that place, Lord. And Lord, we just say that we are bonded in unity with our brothers in Afghanistan, with our sisters in Afghanistan. God, we pray for them violently, God, violently, violently we pray and we just lose angels right now into that place to save, uh, to save them, God. Save them, Lord. We ask you that lives would be spared. We ask that you would hide them in the cleft of the rock and beneath your hand, Father. We pray that not a child would be stolen or would be trafficked, God, we pray for the Christian women, Father, that they would not be raped by the Taliban, God, but that you would protect their honor and you would protect their purity, Father. And Lord, those that are touched, God, that even in the face of such great opposition, Father, we pray that they would boldly declare the gospel to the people that murder them. That just like Stephen, who said, forgive them, God, for they know not what they do, that our Afghanistan brothers and sisters would have so much grace and so much power resting on them, and even as they are murdered, that they cry out, forgive them, forgive them, for they know not what they do, that they'll see the heavens open over their lives, God. And that great conviction would fall on the Taliban. Father, we pray that you would show up, that you would haunt the Muslims in their sleep, Father. That a shining man in white robes would appear to them and would and, and they would know you, that they would awake and know that you are the Messiah, that you are the Savior, hallelujah. Lord, we just pray for more firepower, more yes. firepower to our brothers and sisters. We, yes. God, we even say for the children, Lord, for the children, that you would give them words of knowledge and how to navigate so that they could be safe, Father. Rihanna
2: Morales, receive the fire of God right now. In the name of Jesus, receive the fire of God. I just, I just speak that over you right now. In the name of Jesus, thank you, Father. Kendra, our sister, God, I thank you. You're baptized in fire now. Yes, fire. Yes, fire. Uh, yes, more, Lord. Fire,
1: Lord. Shut up. Uh, Release stop. your fire. You're purifying all-consuming sure. fire. God, your anointing that breaks the yoke, Father. Your anointing, guys, the anointing is his presence, okay? It's not this obscure thing. It is Jesus. He is the anointed one. And, Lord, I just ask right now, you don't need, look, guys, you don't need my, tell everybody this. It is not about a person. It's not about a man. It is about the man, Jesus Christ. You don't need me to call out your name. You don't need me to to call out what you're dealing with. You need Jesus to walk in the room and be with you. And guess what? He's already there. He's there right now. And so, Father, right now, in Jesus' name, Holy Spirit, I thank you that you are where they are, that you are omnipresent and you are omnipotent, God. And right now, in Jesus' name, we release the baptism of the Holy Spirit and fire to be witnesses, God. Witnesses, God. Witnesses, God. Holy Spirit in them to look like you, Holy Spirit, on them, to testify about you. In Jesus' name and for your glory. Randi Asutra Left knees
2: be healed right now. I'm just getting pain in my knees. Left knees be healed. Father, we thank you for fire on left knees right now. It's just, just everything of the enemy right now being exposed right now in Jesus' name. Fire of God all over it, Father. We thank you that your presence with them, Lord. Every knee, every left knee that's that has pain in it, I command it to go right now in Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus' name.
1: Um, I keep feeling whiplash, like uh, pressure on the back Jesus. of your neck. If you have pressure on the back of your neck, um, anything going on with your bulging or like bulging cervical discs? <laughs> we just command healing right now yes. to the spines to the base of the skull. Yes. I just started feeling too. Come on. Hallelujah. More Thank Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Hallelujah. Guys, if you had pain in your body before, we just loose the healing anointing right now in Jesus name. The healing anointing in Jesus name. And I just want you guys to check and to You check your bodies wherever you had pain or you couldn't move. And I want you to put in the comments what the Lord is doing. Okay. Testify. Yes. Because when you testify, you're giving glory to Jesus. You're not affirming us. Okay. You're giving glory to Jesus and what he's done for you. So do not rob Jesus of his glory by keeping your mouth shut. You have an obligation (laughs) that if he has done something for you, that you should testify. i have Lolo said, I have pain on my lower back. I haven't gone to work in three days. Be healed, Lolo, in Jesus' name. Be healed right now. We curse the spirit of infirmity in Jesus' name. We command it to go. I curse trauma in the lower back right now, and I command it to go in Jesus' name to become the footstool of Jesus. And I lose healing, be healed in Jesus' name.
2: Yeah, we've had, we just had a testimony actually of leukemia being healed and the Lord brought up cancer. I just command cancer to shrivel up and die, even lumps on your body to just completely fall off of you and dissolve right now in Jesus' name. And, and I do, I just I just prophesied that there will be a good doctor report. This was actually medically proven leukemia that is gone out of the body. God still heals, guys. Cancer yes. falls at the feet of
1: Jesus. Yes. Bridget yes. says, me too. Lower back and my right hip. Yes. Look, Bridget, get up and walk. Get up in Jesus' name. Get up as a sign of faith. Bend over and check your hip.
2: Yes, God. You're going to see
1: the pain is gone. God. J.A., my sore back is healed. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you for testifying. Thank you,
2: Jesus.
1: Maria said, yes, healed from my back. All these C-sections in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Yeah, I saw that there were women on here that you had uh, trauma to the bottom of your spinal cord because of um, epidurals. And so right now in Jesus' name, I just curse uh, uh, scar tissue right now in Jesus' name. I command those discs to be totally healed and perfectly formed, fitting underneath each vertebrae perfectly in Jesus' name. And pain and trauma go now yeah. and become the footstool of Jesus, and I lose healing.
2: Yeah, somebody's ACL just got healed. I'd like to see that. Somebody's ACL just got healed. The left knee, I can't get over that. We got
1: our left foot, bottom of the left, left foot, foot healed. Hallelujah.
2: Hallelujah.
1: Hallelujah.
2: Yeah, there's an L2 disc, too. I keep hearing L2 and the L3 disc. You're missing the cartilage in between the two discs, and God is restoring that. Hallelujah. Thank you, God, for healing your Jehovah Rapha over this place. Yes, Lord. Jesus' Thanks name. Lord. L2 disc, L3 disc be healed now. Yes. Hallelujah.
1: Um, Jesus. I keep getting, like, uh, jaw and mouth Money just commented about teeth, Krista. Okay, yeah. So jaw, teeth, and mouth. Yes. Um, I'm gonna tell a testimony real quick. So my little boy, uh, we found out that he had a saliva stone in uh one of his saliva ducts, and we thought that it was just a little tiny thing. One day he woke up and his whole tongue was swollen and his mouth was infected, and we looked under his tongue and it was from his saliva stone being infected. We had no idea how big it was. Um, but my little boy, if you guys have followed me, he's had some issues like with his face. And so one day I just, I got really mad and I'm like, we are not going to the hospital for this. We're going to pray. and Jesus is going to heal you. And um I cursed the infection yes. and I commanded all blockages to be removed in Jesus name. And then my little boy, Ari, he said, I wish that it could just go- come out when I'm asleep so that I don't have to feel any pain. So, guys, I literally asked him to lift up his tongue and to show me what was happening. And as he lifted his tongue, all of the infection came out. And then the next day, so he went to sleep. The next day, he woke up, he came to me, and he was holding this huge thing in his hand. And it looked like a baby tooth, guys. It was nuts. And he said, Mom, look what I found on my tongue this morning. Like on the top of his tongue. I told him to lift up his tongue again so I could see. The saliva stone, guys, had literally was that huge. It was the size of a tooth. I've seen it. Yeah, it was the size of a tooth came out of his tongue or out of from underneath his tongue overnight. There was no infection. All the swelling and inflammation was gone. And literally, the Lord even allowed it to come out while he was asleep so that it wouldn't be traumatizing to him to come out while he was awake. Guys, Jesus, okay, he does those things. He cares. He cares about you.
2: What? But- Tracy White. She has an anointing for this because uh, she has such a mothering anointing. I, uh, Tracy White, and I think the Lord wants you to pray for Tracy White for sure, says, pray for Noel, my daughter-in-law. She wants to have a baby.
1: Yeah, I do have a point for that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So Tracy White, but first I'm going to pray for mouths right now, and then I'll pray for Tracy, no, um, and for Noel. So guys, if you have anything wrong with your teeth, um, your jaw, like lock jaw, I want you to guys to just take a survey of what you have going on right now, and I'm going to command healing. Yeah. So Father, I just thank you right now for healing holy spirit it is not me who heals i have no healing virtue at all i'm just a person with a big mouth and that's my job is to speak and i i thank you god that when i speak you show off and so and it's because you love people lord and i know that you love people so right now in the name of jesus i just command jaws to be healed i command teeth To be healed. I curse cavities. I curse gingivitis. Father, I just ask that you would replace teeth, that you would give people new teeth. I curse um, nerve pain. Yeah, cranial and facial nerve pain in Jesus' name. Be healed. Uh, and I curse receding gum disease and I command gums to grow and to anchor the teeth properly in the jaw. Hallelujah. Yeah. Okay, guys, now I just want you to check your face and your jaw and see if uh, the lock jaw is healed, if the pain is gone. I think if you check, you're going to notice that uh, your jaw is not popping anymore. Krista, nerve pain in the mouth, it's tingling now. God, I thank you for what you're doing. Holy thank Spirit, I thank you for moving in Andrea's body. Jesus, thank I thank you that you don't do anything partway. You do everything all the way. And so I thank, thank you for total healing right now in Jesus' name. Thank you, Father. Thank you for teeth and gum restoration, Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Yeah, and guys, so if there's anybody on here that uh, you want to have a baby or you know somebody who is struggling to get pregnant, I'm going to give you a minute. I'm going to tell you. So this is what the Lord has had me do. And I know that it's a little bit unusual, but God performs unusual miracles. My name is Elisha. And if you've read anything about the life of the prophet Elisha, you'll notice he had tons of really unusual miracles, like floating axes and all sorts of stuff. (laughs) Well, one thing that the Lord has me do is pray over bottles of water and then to give them to people who are struggling with infertility. And um, I've gotten some amazing testimonies of people who, are, um, who have gotten pregnant. We actually, uh, one of my friends, Katie, uh, she had prayed over a bottle of water for her girlfriend. She drank the water. Uh, They had been trying for like six years to get pregnant. She got pregnant the month after (laughs) she drank the bottle of water. Um, She actually just tagged me in a post yesterday on Facebook where they were doing a gender reveal and they had, they're having a boy and a girl. So uh, yeah, so go get yourself a bottle of water. If you have a bottle of water, Um, I'm going to wait for a second. Candace is saying she's feeling relief. Relief, hallelujah! Thank you, Jesus.
2: Thank you for more for Candace, God. Yes, thank all you, the Lord. way, 100. Yes, feeling relief. Feeling relief. No, we we just declare healing over Candace right now.
0: Yes,
2: all the way. All pain gone now in Jesus' name. Yes, Jesus.
0: Kelly,
1: I need de- deliverance from depression and addiction. So, Kelly, um. Yeah, so right now in the name of Jesus, I command a spirit of rejection and witchcraft to come out of you and to go become the footstool of Jesus right now. Kelly, you are accepted into the beloved. You are holy. You are set aside, set apart for God's good purpose. God has good plans for you for hope and for a future. And Holy Spirit, I just ask that you would come right now and you would baptize her in the spirit of love and of adoption, God. Love and of adoption. Because look, guys, addiction is rooted in not knowing that you are loved. It is a false Holy Spirit. It's a false comforter. Okay? It's a false comforter. (coughs) Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Holy Spirit, come and just receive. Just receive. Heather Cohen says, my jaw is healed. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Come on. Okay, guys. So if you got your bottle of water, um, I'm going to go ahead and we're going to pray over it now. Okay. And so look, this is, it's all by faith. The currency of the kingdom is faith. Um, So, Lord, we just thank you. Uh, We thank you for babies. God, we thank you that you gave mankind the mandate to be fruitful and to multiply and to subdue the earth. God, that humans are made in your likeness. And God, it is your good pleasure to multiply our household blessed is the fruit of the womb and the fruit of the vine God in whom you give both and so father right now in Jesus name i just uh speak to wombs and i speak to seed and i uh, i just command them to be blessed and to be fruitful and to multiply god we release um supernatural virtue into this water into this water that by faith when people drink this water that fertility is uh is healed in jesus name god that they they will no longer be barren they will not be known for being barren but god that they will uh get pregnant and they will bear children god that they will bear much fruit because father you love children you love children and father according to your word where uh you applied the wood uh to the water to make the bitter water sweet um and so that none would be infertile god this is this is the faith verse that we're releasing over this bottle of bottle of water um that they will be fruitful and they will multiply and subdue the earth in jesus mighty name so yeah, so there you go. So give that to, to somebody. Oh, there's 222 people, the keys of the kingdom. Hallelujah. Yes. signs, wonders, and miracles. Bless the Lord. Lord, we just thank you for healing, signs, and wonders. Lord, I just pray for boldness. And Lord, we just release um, intimacy. The spirit of intimacy, God, the spirit of intimacy. Guys, you know, if you are intimate with Jesus, you have everything that you need. Like everything that you need. We were actually praying uh, earlier today and uh, I was asking the Lord. What I should pray for in regards to the Oklahoma outpouring here on the 26th and the 29th. And, um, he said, what is it that you wish for? And I, I went into a vision and in the vision, I was standing on the stage and he showed me all these different manifestations of the spirit, like, you know, miracles and signs and wonders. And, um, he said, whatever you ask, I'll give it to you. And I looked at all of it and I was, you know, tempted to ask for the things that I was seeing the manifestations. And then I stopped and I looked at Jesus and I said, I just want you and I want you to be present. And I want, I want you to have your way. And he just looked at me with the most tender eyes and he said, you've chosen wisely. And so guys, Jesus is enough. Jesus is enough. And We might not give you a call out word on here tonight, but Jesus knows you by name.
2: It's
1: good. Yeah. Jesus knows you by name. And if you seek him, you will find him and he will speak to you. He will heal you. Amen. All right, guys. Well, we love you. Um, Love you
2: guys. This
1: has been a really long video please uh share it with your friends or um you know put in a time stamp where they should listen in regards to like the Oklahoma outpouring um guys do whatever you can to get here i'm telling you it is going to be absolutely wild like history making wild and if you have a heart for evangelism or if you want to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and fire. If where you're at in your walk with God is not enough and you want more, I want to strongly encourage you to get here to a Um August 6th, 26th through the 29th. Can, can we do
2: something kind of creative real quick? Mm-hmm. So if you're okay with this. So we have we have two tents that's going to be set up. And I, I don't know why I thought about this. I talked to, uh, with the worship team about this. We're gonna have two tents and one. We're gonna have two stages. And I was like, "Lord, what do I do with the stage?" And I felt like we, like possibly, and you guys could vote. What this is what I want to do: take up a vote and everybody comment on it just to see what kind of like the people would want. But one tent being like just uh, nothing but baptisms under the tent, and people being filled with the Spirit underneath the tent, like just strictly like if you feel drawn to the water, go to that tent be baptized and then be bat- baptized with the Holy Spirit. Or it could be uh like you know a water shelter, a hangout, fellowship, uh, uh kind of thing underneath that tent. So just kinda uh whatever, just comment on the on, on the feed and, and that way we can hear you guys' opinions and stuff. That'd be cool.
1: Yeah.
2: Is that okay with you? Yeah.
1: Is this, this her
2: page? I want to yeah. honor her, you know. Well so.
1: I wanna I wanna say to you guys, look I've I've got a lot of people say like I don't know if I could make it or this that or the other guys don't miss your kairos moment. I'm just going to throw that out there. Don't miss your opportune moment because you won't you won't get it back. Like if you feel that your heart is drawing you here, when it is God's will, he will make a way and you don't have to figure it all out. All you have to do is step out in faith and God will meet you there just listen to his spirit, listen to his leading. You know, that's what happened with me when I had my big life changing encounter with the Holy Spirit. Um, I literally, God called me to go somewhere and I was super scared and we were poor. And I said, God, I don't know if I can do that. And I ended up sharing it with my my sister who ended up helping me get a ticket. I had never flown before. I had never stayed by myself in a hotel room before. It was the first time I was going to be staying away from my husband. Guys, now look at what God is doing with me. One encounter, one moment in the manifest presence can absolutely change your life forever. And if your heart, look, if you're not supposed to be here during this then you're not going to feel a tugging in your heart. You're going to know that there isn't grace for you to be here. But if you have that tugging in your spirit that is saying, like, that's the Holy Spirit in you confirming,
2: go, go,
1: go, then come. You don't have to have all the answers. God will work it out. (laughs) <laughs> if me it's God's it. will, there will be a way. He'll I'm work, telling you, out. this is our life, man. This is how we live our life. We're not millionaires. God just provided us a $36,000 tent to host revival in.
2: Do you hear me? <laughs> Can I give him the testimony about the church real quick? Just oh my first, gosh, yeah. Not, not even to boast. This isn't to boast. This is to boast on him. When you make decisions, I put a fleece out before the Lord the day before I came up to Oklahoma, guys. And I, I, right before I, I was to, to come up here, literally, or actually before I went on vacation to Florida, and I kind of just sat on it, but my, my, uh, my dump truck blew up. I'm a, con, I'm a contractor, and I had a dump truck that literally, it's like my bread and butter vehicle, blew up on me, literally caught fire. And uh, long story short, I put a fleece out before the Lord the day before I had I headed up here to Oklahoma, and I said, Lord, I said, I'm a man of integrity and character. I'm just not comfortable leaving out of town and putting putting down my job and my responsibilities when I owe that much money because I still had a bank loan out on this truck. And I owed about $14,000, okay? And so I put a fleece out. And I'm talking about, I asked God, I said, what, what is your solution? He said, preach the gospel. So so I literally, I, I do Facebook lives and I preach the gospel, but I preach the gospel anywhere I go. Both of us do uh, drive throughs whatever, but... I did a Facebook Live, and I started preaching about the provision of God (laughs) and and how that we got to lay a hold of our our inheritance that has been predestined. And literally, as soon as I get done with the video, somebody hits me up and asks me how much my entire bank loan was. This is $14,000. This isn't no chump change. I said, look, you know, every little bit helps. uh, My my bank loan is about $14,000. And they said, I'm going to send you a check tomorrow. Guys, and and you can't make this up. Listen, I didn't ask for this. Listen, I didn't ask for this, but God says to go, and and this is why God honored my decision. Family, listen to me. He honored He honored my fleece because I I did it in integrity. I was willing to to not jeopardize my character and, and my integrity on the sake of going on some mission, right? But I actually, uh, God responded and honored me because of my integrity. So he paid the bill. He paid the entire bill, not just a piece, the entire bill gone. No more debt free. Jesus wants you to be debt free, by the way. So, man.
1: Yeah. No, I mean, guys, look, the the provision has been supernatural for us from Jump Street because we were just willing to step out and to obey the call. You know, when you're willing to step out and meet God at risk, he will show up. And, you know, the people for all of you guys on here, some of you that so into our ministry, we just love you. We bless you so much. They know who they are. Yeah. You know who you are. You guys look, you are literally buying stock in the kingdom and in souls. When we get to heaven someday, I feel the Holy Spirit so strong. Sure. When we get to heaven someday, and you meet God at that great white throne, you're gonna look at all the souls that were attached to our lives that you also get an inheritance in. Yeah. Because we can't do what we do without the yeah. people that like you that are willing to sow. Like we've had people send us Bibles. Guys, we've got cases of Bibles to hand out to new believers at this revival, (laughs) like a new and and new believer Bibles that are going to teach them how to be Christians and are easy to read because somebody sent them. We're just goofy, um, you know, like trade workers. I'm a hairdresser and he he slings concrete. But
2: we
1: bust out, out (laughs) bad one. I beautify the bride,
2: yeah, you know.
1: But guys, look, I even got my hair cut for this because Oklahoma is hot, and I can't, I can't look. I had hair all the way down my my back, so I literally I told Jesus, I said, I have not had a haircut since my mom, uh, since two years before my mom died, because she just wanted my hair to be long. Um, and I wanted her to be able to, like, recognize me as her little g- girl before she went to heaven because, you know, she passed away from cancer. And I literally have not cut my hair since then. And I we got out here, and it was so hot. And I'm like, dude, can't live with it. And my friend Kendra, we actually converged on her salon, and she cut my hair, and it's super cute, and I love it. And so this is my preaching hair, my summer revival hair, so I'm not sweating my back. And I, cause I hate wearing my hair in a ponytail or a messy bug. I mean, I'm all about like, you know, Pentecost holiness movement, <laughs> but I'm not trying to look like mother Eder. I don't know if any of you guys have ever seen Mariah Woodworth Eder, but I'm not rocking that messy bug. She, she might.
2: <laughs> if the Lord told her, she would. If the Lord
1: told me, I would. That's about the only way that I would
2: That'd do be it. Fun. That would be funny.
1: <laughs> <laughs> don't don't make it. Uh, he answers your prayers,
2: <laughs> Lord. He
1: answered his prayer for an egg roll the other night. He did. He really did. I said,
2: "That's an inside joke, man." Like, and out of nowhere, it just comes up to the I'm literally like, I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, literally, just how quick God responds. I'm thinking literally in my head how bad I wanted that chicken egg roll that I forgot to order at Panda Express. And then I'm just sitting there, and this dude comes up to the window, and he's like, "No, no, no!" And he said, did anybody order a chicken egg roll? And I was like, I don't think those. so. I said, Krista, will you check that receipt and see if there was a, a, a chicken egg roll on there? <laughs> and uh, she's like, no. I said, no. We didn't pay for it, so I guess it's not mine. He said, well, nobody's claiming this, so here you go ridiculous and i was like god you even care about my egg rolls
1: he cared about his salad the other night too i was i was cooking dinner (laughs) he must just know you're a picky
2: eater i am a picky eater and
1: i was literally like making dinner or whatever and i went to go put (laughs) his meat on the same plate as his salad and the holy spirit straight up like alerted me and said uh he won't eat that (laughs) you need need to put it on a different plate i'm not like like,
2: i'm not like i just weird about my food.
1: Most people are. Yeah. It's fine. I'm not making jokes. I'm not like But uh, I just... The Lord cares about Riley's belly. <laughs> he
2: does. He, he knows I like my salad separate. Yeah. Yes. yes.
1: So, all right, guys. He spoils me. Jeff is like, I love it. <laughs> and then I went through to get an egg roll, and I paid for it, and it was not as good as it smelled. I was disappointed. Man. But we did prophesy over the guy at the, yeah, uh, yeah. At the window. So... That's really, evangelism, it's just loving Jesus and then going out and introducing people to your best friend
2: yep. who's with We're you are about outside. to bring the April fire. The
1: April fire. The fire. fire. <laughs> <laughs> Panda Express is so good. It's so bad it is. for
2: you. It's so bad for you. <laughs> it really is. Oh,
1: man. All right, guys. Well, I love, love you. you. Keep praying for Afghanistan. Pray for us here in Oklahoma. And our families, too. And All our families. Our children and yeah. Yeah. Cause they're all going to be with us here soon, but we love you. And I bless you guys. And I can't wait to actually see some of you here.
0: So, yeah. all right. Love y'all. Love you guys. Thank you so much for burning with me this week on Get Lit Live. If this ministry blessed you, consider subscribing to my channel. Also, don't forget to check out my website, KristaElisha.com, your one-stop shop for everything we do here at Arise Kingdom Ministries. You can find ways to sew into national revival, check out our trendy Christian clothing line, get a free sample download of my new book, and sign up for my email list to have prophetic fire and spiritual encouragement sent straight to your inbox. Until we meet again, it's time for you to go out, be bright, be bold, and be a light for Jesus.